new research by Autotrader has found that average cars from the early noughties have now shot back up in value. The increase in price can come down to lots of things, fever or, or fewer of those vehicles being on the roads. But it all seems people are buying the likes of Ford Mondeos and Opel Corses. Sorry if there's shock in my voice. I just can't quite imagine why you would do that. Um, our reporter Josh Crosby has been looking into the whole area of classic, retro and vintage collectibles and he joins now. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Tom. Nostalgic person, are we, Josh? Yeah, well, look, we're just hearing about the Beatles with their track coming out. That's a new track. Yeah, it's That's new. Today. It's new, That's but people will be getting news today. People will be getting the floods of memories coming back. Look, I must admit, I can get very romanticised about childhood memories and there's definitely hints of nostalgia creeping in there. Like even when it comes to doing a clear out, Tom, my inner hoarder comes in and I want to hold on to clothes or items that can bring me back. But what I must say is an absolute trigger for me to bring me back to my schoolyard days is uh, uh, conkers. Yeah. So, and this time of year, I'm out for a walk and I step on a horse chestnut and suddenly, bang, I'm right there back to the kitchen table, yeah. putting a shoelace through it, ready to go for a conker fight the next day. Uh, another thing you rarely see anymore, but they do bring me back, are the old arcade games that used to be in takeaways. So like your metal slug, the kind of the, the little handle. You, you could, and nowadays when I'm driving through the country and you might stop off at a rural chipper and lo and behold, you walk in and they still have one. It really does remind me of the countless hours we spent hanging around. But look, if we ever build a mansion, there'll be a games room with retro arcade games and a big <laughs> chestnut tree for them conquer fights. Yourself, Tom, are you a fan of collecting old well, memorabilia? Well, the conquers. I join you for the conquers, by the way. I kind of, I can't believe how out of favour conquers have fallen. Let's I, bring it. Let's bring it back. I, I, I walk past them in parks and I see them on the grass and I think, why is no one not picking these up? They, yeah, yeah. They're incredible. We used Who to be shaking the trees, trying to get good ones, yeah, and then and trying to harden them, yeah. trying to find ways to harden them. Little so tips and tricks. Yeah, very disappointing. So, yeah, well, obviously, um, anyone who knows me now, vinyl is is one of my things, and I'm very. I was very uh, pernickety child. I think might be the word to describe that. So the records that I got as Christmas presents, I was only playing one the other night. Uh, from back in in the seventies, they're still in. You held on to them. I did. I, I wrote the date on them: Christmas, nineteen seventy six. It's it's the the one we were playing was the Rolling Stones. Um, High Tide and Green Grass, I think, was the name of the best of album. And it's sensational. And I wouldn't let anyone touch the surface of it, so it's still in mint condition. So when they all, all had, the, when they had the revival there, yeah, 10 years I have ago. the new one as well. You, you, <laughs> why not? Why not? But you were saying you had them all. You were ready to go before it got cool again. Them. I had yeah. a lot of them. I was just a child growing up. I wasn't, you know, stocking. I got the ones I loved. Yeah, yeah. But I still have the ones I love. So I keep them. And I was kind of keeping clothes. I did have a few. I had a vintage jacket that I just, when we moved house last year, I just thought I can't carry this around with me anymore. That's gone now. Vintage police jacket. That's gone. And, and then my CD collection. I, I got rid of two. Oh. I might regret that. Big call. Yes, I might regret that. But Sam, you've been talking to people who've been in the business of selling collectibles. I have, Tom. So look, on a serious note, some car prices have literally gone through the roof. If you take a 2004 Opel Corsa, they've gone up on average 93% from what they were priced at four years ago. The humble Ford Focus is up 75%. I should have held on to the the Zero One Focus I once had. So yes, old cars are rising and they're not even classics yet. But to hear from someone who specialises in the the upper end of classic cars, I took a drive out to Dean Motors here in Dublin where I met with owner Simon Dean now there were some fine fine cars out there for everything from Ford Capris to Rolls Royces but I wanted to find out from Simon the reasons people purchase cars from a few decades ago Simon says the price really depends on the model some cars are more collectible where there's a huge volume of cars like MGs, Capris, that sort of stuff the collectability isn't really there unless it's a very special model but at a lower level 
you're just buying it to enjoy it. Talk to me about that enjoyment then. Like, what are you hearing from the customers? Is it bringing them back to... Look, people buy these cars because they want them. All of this stuff is nostalgia. Like, I have an old Rover and I own it because my dad worked on the car when he was younger and he always loved them and talked about them and it was something that we loved. People buy cars because now they've come of an age where they might have disposable income and they dreamed of having the poster car that was on the wall. So, like, we had a customer recently who bought a Porsche 911 Turbo office and he could have afforded a car that was probably a million euro dearer. But he bought that because that was the car that he always wanted. It wasn't the value thing. It was just a goal in his head. And that's why people are buying them. Josh, for example, so we have a beautiful Ferrari here. It's a 208. Yeah, no, it's cool, right? So it's a pure visceral experience. So when you look inside, you have the gated shift. It's a real mechanical sort of feeling when you're driving it. The steering wheel is small, it's nimble. But at the same time, if you touch anything, it might break. But you have to just love that about it. The customer's family might not have owned a Ferrari when they were young, but it it is bringing you back to a time as well. And I mean, like, it's all about the smells. I mean, like, if you open the door in the Rolls Royce here, it smells like... I mean, just... It's leather. Going back in time. Well, yeah, it's leather. It's burr walnuts. Oh, yeah. And even the dashboard... But I mean, you like, wouldn't look, see one of them anymore yeah, but even like when you look at wood in a car now it's not wood but like when you open the glove box it's a chunk of wood God, you can hear, hear the excitement in your voice there um, Simon Dean there from Dean Motors um, it's not just classic cars that people are collecting who else are we speaking to Josh? no it's not Tom and look I know in the auction TV shows it might be stamps or coins but you can literally collect anything depending on your budget like we were hearing there I remember I used to collect the old phone cards I thought for ages I, I something I was doing by myself but then when we see all the social media I saw other people were starting to post their collections of phone cards and I was like okay I wasn't unique at all of that <laughs> But, but look, we know records is the big thing yeah. yourself. And like they've had their revival over the past few years. Collections being taken down from the attic, stores opening up. And most importantly, I suppose, people starting to discover bands and sounds they might not have heard otherwise. But down in Temple Bar, there's a really niche shop called The Rage, the Record Art and Game Emporium. And it's like, it's like going into Aladdin's Cave if records and video games are your thing. So there's a real community atmosphere there for, for fans of retro classic items. People can come in, they can sell or they can add to their collections. I met with owner Ronan Boland who told me about some of the most popular products and why people are fascinated with entertainment from their younger years. We pretty much do everything before 2007 is kind of the buzz. Why 2007? Why was that cut off point? Was that when graphics kind of really exploded? Or I suppose that's when they brought in HDMI cables and that doesn't feel very retro yet. As I look around the shop here, <laughs> there's a range of different products. What are some of the, the more popular items at the moment? Or what are you getting inquiries about on a weekly basis? Uh, the Nintendo stuff's always the biggest. Game Boy Pokemon games would be stuff that everyone will always want. And then say the old Mario games on the Super Nintendo and the N64. I think it kind of has a lot to do with how old a certain demographic are and how long ago something was released so like now the people who would have had a GameCube when they were a kid are kind of old enough to be feeling proper nostalgia and also to to have have like you know a bit of money in the bank to actually spend on their nostalgia I mean I guess a lot of people can just get this stuff illegally on their computer or whatever you know you can probably 
hack your smartphone or something to play Pokemon but people who really loved it back in the day probably want to have the exact same experience so they want to get a Game Boy they want to put the cartridge in you might need to blow a bit of dust out of it to actually get it working in the first place and I suppose it's just more immersive and kind of takes you back to a time and a place if you have the original hardware When we come to collectibles then where can prices fetch to? Or like what have you got in store today that's a a rare item that's being (laughs) kept behind a, a case or anything? I guess all the fancy stuff is just behind the counter here there's some games, like we have a Castlevania game that's just over 500 euro. When you get into kind of big, big money, it's it's more to do with, say, having something that's still sealed after, you know, 40 years and has never been touched. That's not really things people will be playing. It just goes up on the shelf or maybe in a safe even. So <laughs> if anyone's listening now today and they have a, a box of games or records or consoles in the attic, what should they be looking out for the, the sealed products? I guess, yeah, the sealed stuff's where the real money is. And I guess if you have, like, 90s and 80s games uh, from Nintendo, Nintendo and Sega that still have the original boxes and stuff because back then they weren't plastic boxes they were cardboard so you know if your attic was a bit damp you know you wouldn't have them anymore so it it takes a lot of work to actually keep them in good nick after 30-40 years that is uh, Ronan Boland there from Rage Shop in Temple Bar. I, still, I can't get over the sealed thing. I mean, what's mm. the point in having it if you never even take the seal off it, Josh? Honestly. Um, you mentioned the boom record sales, of, uh, but does the same go for vintage clothing? It sure does, Tom. Now, now, there's a few factors at play here when it comes to clothing. So look, obviously it's fashion, trends are always changing, but many young people are shopping vintage for sustainability reasons. But nostalgia, I think, definitely plays into this scene as well. Like, if not for those purchasing the clothes, even those who are just walking past them on the street you spot a hoodie or a denim jacket you once had so in one way vintage clothes are are bringing back memories for everyone but but even if we look around Dublin the number of vintage clothes shops that have cropped up if you go to the markets across the country there are stalls like treasure troves I call into Tola Vintage now they have four shops and their most recently opened shop is in the old pen shop just on Dame Street and and when I first saw they were going in there I kind of thought to myself this is quite ironic so this was once upon a time a shop that sold pens a tool that I suppose is being used less and less but now replacing that business is a shop selling items from the past it's like it's like it's, it, the use of it's the building true. has come full circle in a strange weird way I met with manager Ayuba is allowed in he says customers are being much more bold with their style now I think a lot of people that come in here like colours patterned because all we do is like 80s 90s so like the shell jacket they do really well a lot of people like brands, you know. Like lately, people are into like football jerseys, and a lot of girls love football jerseys. Um, I think from TikTok maybe. So football jerseys are doing really well. Dungarees, stuff like that, you know. Yeah, and just when you say dungarees, like straight away, think eighties, nineties. Yeah. Like, what are some of the reasons you're hearing from customers why they enjoy buying vintage? I think the main has been sustainable. It's good for the environment. The best sustainable way to do it is come shop vintage, shop with us. So you're not only reusing, you're also getting them flashback memories of something you might have wore of, as a child of, of course like even like parents come here during Christmas buying stuff for their daughters and sons and like oh I used to have that Levi jacket or I used to have that Levi jeans and I think it pained them a little bit that they're paying for it again you know it's almost like I should have kept it you know there's all this stuff like that but they're passing down the style to their children as course, well of course even like customers comes in I'm like oh really nice jacket where'd you get it oh it's my nana's or oh, it's my mom's so like a lot of people just take stuff in there parents as well which is cool you know leather jackets their dad leather jackets and it looks so cool 
And is there a nostalgic element there as well? Where of people, course. They're wearing something they might have wore years ago? Of course. Even when they come in, like we have the bike on the wall. I'm like, are you so, you know. Are you so, yeah, do you know what I mean? I used to have that as a kid and they love it. Um, yeah, so it's cool. It's God, cool. they love it. A uh, Yuba there from Tola Vintage in Dublin. And there are customers, uh, the customers themselves, Josh, have been meeting with anyone who collects old items from their childhood, for instance. Or do people want to see, what do they want to see brought back? Yeah, so people want to see plenty of things brought back. As I was saying earlier, it all kind of depends on one's budget. So if the dream was to own a sports car, funds might not just pay for that yet for many of us. But I, I really identified with what Ronan from the Raid Shop was saying. You need to hit a certain age before something can become nostalgic. And then you also have to have that disposable income to afford it, to enjoy it. So like... I suppose that old stereotype of the midlife crisis, the man driving down the road in the convertible, it, it might just be of being the poster on this wall that he always wanted. When you look, when you think about it that way, that you had to reach a certain age before you could have that, that nice memory. But yes, people want certain foods brought back and TV shows. Here are some of the people I met out and about. First up is Dan, who was just after buying some tapes to go home and play. I'm after picking up a Billy Idol single, a Madonna single, and a George Michael Wham single. Uh, and I'm picking up an X-Files cassette tape as well. X-Files cassette tape? Yeah. yeah talk to me about the cassette tape. What, what, why are you still playing tapes? I started collecting them years ago, I did. Uh, and then I stopped for a while because I, d- I didn't have a cassette player anymore. It broke and I didn't replace it. Uh, and then over the last three months or two months, I've started collecting again. And you come across some gems. And we know the boom that records have had, but... What is it about a tape that you enjoy listening to? Or? I think it's the novelty of it. It's going out and getting it, I think, is the best part of it. I don't like ordering online. It's going out and finding it. And when you find something that you like... Yeah, I'd buy an old Mini. An old Mini? Yeah. What colour? Oh, black. With a white roof? or No, no, plain black. The old Mini, you just couldn't beat it. And what, did you have one when you first got on the road? Yeah, long time ago, but uh, not the most reliable car, but the most fun car to drive, if I had the money. Oh my gosh, this jumper is literally my granny made it for my mom so it's like 40 years old okay it's yeah. been handed down and handed down yes you're championing the sustainability and all yeah, that yeah and like my mom was like if you ever have a girl you need to like keep it so she, it's like an heirloom now and I love vintage anyway so I go to all the charity shops but this is just like a lot of sentimental value for me yeah so it brings back kind of family memories yeah. even like and you know your granny made it and, yeah, yeah it's really nice to have it definitely holds pictorial weekly give you a good laugh it's just priceless and, and it's as Adept today as it was 40, 50 years ago. It was was ahead of its time? Way ahead. Uh, Politically incorrect, fantastic. Old GTI would be nice. Yeah, Yeah, I'd like to have that back again. A Mark 1, is it? Mark 1, yeah. The big round headlights. Yeah. Yeah. If I gave you a blank check now, that'd be the... I'd buy that one, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) try not to crash it. Wait, did you crash the first one? (laughs) Well, you're here to tell the tale of (laughs) that. Yeah, very good. People on the streets of Dublin, they're sharing fond, nostalgic memories. Do let us know what you would like brought back uh, or you'd like to own 